On today's episode of Movie Stalkers, we are talking Pixar's Onward, and we're also giving our top three favorite Pixar movies of all time. On top of that, we're really excited to announce that we have two really big guests coming on for the show, with our first guest being Wyatt Stav, who is a YouTube sensation drummer who does very popular covers of songs from bands like I Prevail, Breaking Benjamin, and a lot more in that genre. So we're going to talk to him kind of about the life as a musician and what it's like to be a YouTube drummer and just what it's like to have a big online following and how that affects him and drives him and motivates him. And then our second guest is Ross Flanagan, who's actually Thomas's online fitness coach. So on top of being an online fitness coach, he's also a professional bodybuilder who competes. And so we'll get to talk to him about the whole world of bodybuilding, fitness, supplementation, and kind of everything that he thinks about that world. All four of us, even Nick now, are pretty like invested and big into like working out and fitness and health. So that'll be a really fun episode. And until then, enjoy the show. I just hope my whale fighting team is ready. All right. Now. I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night! I'm so not a raper. Three, two, one, shmeow. What's up, guys? Welcome into Movie Stalkers. I am Brad, and I'm here with Thomas. Yellow. And Nick. Yo. And Cody. That's about what Cody usually does in the podcast. Yeah. Yep. He's once again banned. Uh, yes. We've put we, Cody on an additional week ban. He was sending yeah. too many dick pics to all too of many our dick pics. listeners. Too many, too many butt cheek pics. This was yeah. like his last warning. He's huge in a butt cheek pic, so check him out. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's weird that our episodes without him do better. Yeah. Uh, far better. Actually, I, I don't. I don't find that weird at all. I find it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah. Um. Just a heads up to everyone. In the near future, hopefully in the next month, we'll have. Um. We're gonna have two guests. Flying on... cars. Oh. <laughs> we're gonna have flying cars. <laughs> we're gonna have two two big guests on the on the podcast. One is a gentleman named Wyatt Stav S T A V V. He is a professional drummer. Um, he mostly does drum covers right now on YouTube. He's got over like 100,000 followers. We're going to have him on. We're going to talk music. We're going to talk drums. Um, he mostly does uh, metal. You could say screamo, I guess, but it's mostly like metalcore bands. Like He does covers of I Prevail, uh, Breaking Benjamin, Motionless in White, As I Lay Dying, all the big all the big bands like that. He'll be all on. All good um, bands. Yes, all great bands. So we're super stoked to have him on for that. Um, we probably, again, we'll have to ban Cody, maybe even Nick for that one, because his time schedule, he's completely booked usually, so we can only do the morning, so me and Brad, but that'll be coming our way, and then also, I guess this can be the segue into Nick's, what what Nick's eating now, um, but we're also going to have at some point, I don't have an exact date, we're going to have Ross Flanagan, he is a bodybuilder. Um, he is my fitness coach that I've been using for the last two months. He's awesome. He's in Texas. He owns a bakery called Gaines Bakery, which is actually an awesome place. And he's trying to be an IFBB pro. So he'll be at the Arnold Classic in Japan 
in October. So the Arnold 2020. And he'll be on. And then that episode will be kind of talking a lot of diet-based. He focuses on keto, intermittent fasting, um, more like weight loss and stuff. So he's bodybuilding, but he's really good for like weight loss and stuff. Um, Question. I have no plan I follow from him. What's up? Will he ever be his L on these T's? Um, <laughs> it depends on whose T's. Uh, yes. Yes, yes. But um, I'm excited for those two episodes. I think it'll be dope. It'll be uh, pretty good content. One will be totally music-focused and instruments, and the other will be totally um, fitness-focused. Yeah, and it'll it'll be a cool opportunity just to kind of expand and talk to different people and Mm -hmm. grow this thing a little bit more and get a little bit broader audience. And, and, you know, Ross has just, he's done a couple, has me doing a couple of things that have, I would say, totally have changed my, not my life or anything, but like made my digestion better. Like I was telling Nick and Cody about it today. Much better at pooping. Yes. Much better. Dude, 100%. I have the most consistent poops now being on this diet plan and fabulous pooper. Just great digestion going on right now. And that's probably honestly the, the best thing about what I'm eating right now is like, yeah, my energy's good, eating healthy food and stuff, but it's just my fucking digestion has never been more on point where I'm just like so consistent at. You know, every morning when I get home from work or when I wake up, it's like, boom, time to have a bowel movement. And then I just I'm good love to, go. to poop. You just <laughs> love the way poop comes out of your butt. I pretty much have been saved. The biggest money saver for me this far has been toilet paper. I could literally just poop, get up, walk away. Nice. So, yeah, clean yeah. wipes. That's not, so, that's not good to say when we're talking about the coronavirus. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll we'll segue real quickly, though, into your um, diet plan. Nick, let's jump into that one since we're talking about fitness, this dick in your mouth. Oh, huge. Um, huge. Yeah, diet, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> so basically, I've got uh, the next five weeks to lose 14 pounds, and it's not a uh, get skinny quick scheme. It's pretty simple. You just stick by... Uh, a pretty simple diet and exercise a little bit and that'll get the job done so um, all my food I would say is very uh, it's the right word I'm trying to use like ancestral I guess you can say it's just like real basic stuff like mm-hmm. rice caveman you could say paleo and like yeah like paleo right so like um, anything paleo diet focused just very yeah. raw gen- generic real basic food. one type of food food group that's what's done the trick the most for me and i've seen results in the past so and the funny thing is is that i know that nick you make like an excel spreadsheet of what you're going to eat so you plan you pre-make the food and you make good food you barbecue all your chicken now and it's it people think that like eating the same thing every day because they ask me like because i did 30 days with no cheat meals no alcohol no nothing and everyone's like oh my god i could never do that and i'm like first off i have like 15 different sauces i use because chicken tastes like whatever you put on it <laughs> right. and like chicken rice and broccoli dude is fucking cheap and fucking good you can cook it different ways ish but you can just always add different sauces and stuff and, and i think that's why it's amazing make, Yes, I, I think broccoli, broccoli itself, like the fact that it's, you can have. To me, I, I like the taste of broccoli. On top of the fact that you can actually like add just like salt and pepper to your broccoli, which adds like almost nothing. And or just it's like a going to tiny bit uh, of parmesan. 
Like, right, just like it's a very small amount of anything, and like you're still not eating a tremendous amount of calories, but you're gonna get full because cal- um, broccoli does a great job at like filling up your stomach. Yeah. Oh yeah, it can make me a little gassy if I have too much. So I, that's the one thing I've actually cut back a lot on this diet. Is it seems the vegetable that works the best for me right now is green beans, just because they're pretty much water. Um, but I still freaking love broccoli, and I don't care what you guys think but i do love mayo on broccoli i just can't have it because of all the same here fat and <laughs> i like that mayo on mayo. asparagus mayo on asparagus yes. is where it's at. yeah mayo is hands down the best though on artichokes. and artichokes yeah i don't i'm not a big artichoke guy so i still remember when uh it was when we lived in napa and me and my me and thomas went over to our neighbor's house and they're putting mayo, yeah, John's. Yep. They're putting mayo on broccoli, and we're like, "What are you doing?" And they're like, "Oh, it's good. Try it." And then we came home, and ever since then, it was like mayo on broccoli. I remember, wasn't her mom's name like Le- Leslie or something? Yeah, and I just remember put, it was John. The dad's name was Steve. Yeah, and then sister was <laughs> Ashley, and I just remember it. She, they put mayo, and like, try it, and me and Brad try it, and then all of a sudden it was like, put mayo on, cut the broccoli up, stir it up a little bit, and <laughs> yep, I was like, make a little wait. You've been, you know, you've been I've been doing this the whole time with broccoli. You've been wearing gloves been this whole time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're in the, we're Rockies. the Rockies. <laughs> Harry, your hands are freezing. <laughs> so, yeah, Nick always follows through with his diets, too, and that's the important thing is make, make up. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail, and I know that's, like, so cliche, but, like, I make all, and we'll talk more about this when we have Ross on and everything, but I make all my food every meal. I do zero cooking for seven days. Every Monday I make set, I make seven of everything. Yeah. I'd say that's the most stressful part is like working all day and then having to actually cook. It's like, it would be so much easier if you could just spend some time and even cook like half your meals. I mean, on with a grill, you could throw fucking a week's worth of food on a grill and cook it in no time, which is the yeah. best part. Like, especially when you're talking about chicken and shit like that. So that's, that's typically what I do. Um, yeah. The good thing for me is tasty. like, I like cooking. So like for me, it's fun, but yeah, like, probably, like Thomas's like meal prep game is on point. I don't even know if I could do that. Like what he does is like a lot of work. For me, like... It's a lot of work for one day. Yeah. For me, it's easy to, like, come home, like, after the gym and, like, I just, like, throw on a podcast and I'll cook something. And that's, like, de-stress for me. But I know for a lot of people, like, cooking is, like, stressful. And it's like, fuck, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I have my diet right here in front of me on an Excel spreadsheet. So this is what what I consume every day. But I have it all pre-made. So I do a gallon of water. So I just carry... I carry around that gallon of water like the typical bro douche. So a gallon of water with a little bit of magnesium and sodium put in there. Then first meal is four egg whites, three whole eggs, two ounces avocado, a cup of spinach, and two tablespoons of olive oil. Second meal is a scoop and a half of protein with a half cup of roasted nuts. Uh, <laughs> third meal is five ounces of chicken, four ounces avocado, and half a cup of veggies, and that's when I use the green beans. Uh, fourth meal, which is the pre-workout meal, I'm doing five ounces of uh, chicken with 250 grams of white rice, which is my favorite meal of the day, That's a lot. hands down. Yeah. Then post-workout, I'm doing one scoop of protein, five chocolate rice cakes, and I put some salt on them with a large pink lady apple. And then the sixth meal is uh, six egg whites and 30 grams of almond butter. So I do replace the three egg whites in the morning. I just add them because I, I do a whole carton because a whole carton 
of the Kirkland brand is 10, so it's an extra 25 calories. It's an extra 5 grams of protein. It's not going to not gonna throw me off my diet. So I just I either drink that whole carton with and then have a scoop of peanut butter because they're pasteurized, or if I'm, like, really hungry, and, like, there's been days, like I said, my digestion is on point. Like, there are days when I eat all those five meals and I have one left, and I'm like, fuck, I only have one meal left. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? And I'll make a whole thing of, like, cauliflower rice and broccoli usually is when I'll go to that because I don't care if it makes me a little bloated or anything because I'm like, I kind of want that. I want to be full. And so my last meal will be cook a whole thing of egg whites with veggies in it. And then I just change my sauces up every day. Shout out to Frank's. Shout out to freaking Sriracha. Shout out to Tapatio. Cholula? Um, Cholula, we do not have You eat chalupas on your diet? (laughs) I actually just carry around a trash bag of chimichangas. (laughs) So yeah, me too. I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to cultivate mass. So my diet's a little different than Nick's right now. Mine is what you would say, quote unquote, a body recomp. So recomposition where you are, you know, losing the fat, but still trying to build a little bit of muscle. It's not trying to cut down your weight or trying to gain weight. You're trying to maintain basically what you have. So I'm staying at around 190. I think I started at 192 and now I'm at 188, like six weeks in. So and I know Nick's going like straight for fat loss. So Nick's is going to be a lot more calorie restricted than mine, where some days I have like a calorie surplus. The only times that I've had cheat meals has been approved by my coach. And I'm like, dude, I'm so sore. I'm so tired. And he's like, okay, you need to like, I've eaten pizza, which was with Brad, which was fucking awesome. And then there's been other days where I'm like, all right, uh, sushi. Like this Monday, I'm already checked with him. I'm good to go. This This Monday, I'm going to get a get sushi so i'll just get it'll be really high really high carb day for me yeah when it comes to my weight loss i think that what helps the most is going to sleep on time like if you go to sleep instead of staying up late and then you get a proper eight hours of sleep it's amazing like how not hungry you'll actually be as long as you get like the proper sleep so happy you said that because the number one issue i'm dealing with my coat that Ross keeps getting on me for is sleep. He's he's just like, dude, sleep is when you grow. Like that is when your hormones are making you grow. You've got GABA released, all that stuff. And you're just naturally, your naturally body is naturally healing itself. And so like, you know, I've beaten the dead horse with this, but being on night shift screws me. Like sometimes I'm sleeping five to six hours. And, and the thing you're good at, Nick, is getting those eight hours. If I got those eight hours, dude, it would just it would make so much of a difference. That's the thing I'm trying to dial in. So I'm actually going to my doctor to see if there's something I can start taking. I don't care if I have to start taking something to sleep because it is just because people are like, oh, do you really want to start taking like Ambien? Because I can it's take also Benadryl temporary. right now. Yeah, and I'm like, well, while I'm on nights, yes, I need taking way need... worse shit too. Like, yes, exactly. You've been I've, through I've... like the hardest shit to get off of. Sleep medicine's not going to be that hard for you. Yeah, just so everyone knows, uh, Tom definitely battled uh, a heroin, heroin addiction and cocaine yeah. meth all at the yeah. same time. All at the same time, and, and he, he came, came out, out a stronger person. Fucking perfect. It's like nothing. It's like you actually gained years on your life. Yeah, I was like the Birdman from Miami Heat. I <laughs> left the NBA for a year, did a bunch of meth, and then I came back stronger, better, faster than ever. Yeah, I don't think there's any other route. So uh, say yes to drugs, kids. So yeah, enough fitness talk, but uh, yeah, we'll get more into that with, with Ross in the episode. I think it'd be cool to have you on it, on it too, Nick. Just, you know, different perspectives where, you know, Ross is more bodybuilding. He's 
fucking massive. He has like 8% body fat right now and weighs 242. Yeah, it'd be the shit of Of course. And then Nick's just a tall, fat guy. And then you've got me trying Extremely to Extremely fat guy. Trying to just kind of like, um, kind of beef up a little bit. And then Nick's trying to lose his weight. So, and then Brad's also into fitness. Um, you know, Nick, fitness you, dick Nick in his mouth. Brad, Brad used to be pretty, pretty big into the bodybuilding thing in high school. Got pretty beefy. And then Brad went through a little bit of a tubby phase and dialed it in. <laughs> so the one thing that I think all of us, including Cody in the podcast, is like we all do enjoy fitness and working out and diet. It's just that some of us, Cody, struggle with consistency and like sticking to that plan. Yeah. And it's hard, like, especially when you're an adult, you know, like, and you have like a lot of other shit going on to, yeah. you have to, they, you have to make it a part of your life and then cons- consistently like until it's like a part of your life and then it's easier. Yeah. But you know, I've it's been easy to a... fall off and it's hard to get back on. Yeah. But once you do it for like, now that I've been doing it for over a month, it's like literally just so regimented to me. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I wake up, I drink the same health cocktail in the morning. I set all my, I put all my meals in my lunchbox. Doesn't even matter if I'm staying home for the day, just for my ease. I put all my food for the day in my lunchbox so I can open it up and I see, and you know, some people like I debated labeling all my meals, one, two, three, four, five, six, just to make it even that much easier for me. So like the less you have to think and do the easier. And if I could say just one thing, it would be have a plan. Just write down what you want to eat every day and that way you follow it because there's a lot of times when you just don't prepare any of that at all and you're like, well, I don't know what I want to eat today. And it's like, well, if you're like Nick where you wrote it down, you're like, oh, well, here's what I'm going to fucking eat today. That's actually a really good idea because like, yeah, when you like wander and you can't decide what to eat, you're never going to choose something good. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be, just be like, snacky. Well, tomorrow yeah. I'll be planned out. Yeah, if you do want to start snacking, you need to have a surplus of snack foods. You know? Yeah, sardines. I used to have carrots. That was like my go-to. If I was really hungry, I would cut up a whole cucumber, put a little bit of olive oil, vinegar on it with salt and pepper, and just eat the whole cucumber. Like chips yeah, mine of. were sardines. Wild Planet sardines are bomb. And no, they I fill you joking. the fuck up. It was definitely not. Uh, no. I thought that was a joke. No, no I love sardines. I love <laughs> sardines. They're one of my favorite foods. Yeah, well, I tried to see if I could get that added into my <laughs> diet, but coach You're said no, no. So, anywho, Nick, um, so I don't even know what this means, but Nick challenged the coronavirus, and look where we are. I have no idea. Brad wrote that. Yeah, so last week, Nick was like, bring it on, coronavirus. Like, you're nothing. And now the scare has reached hometown. How do you feel, Nick? Um, Still not scared? A whopping death count of like two, and they were both like eighty year olds. Uh, feel <laughs> still, great. He's uh, still challenging. You calling it out? Absolutely, dude. <laughs> like there's no, there's like this is the stupidest conversation. It's just the scare that like has happened, you know, because it like some stuff has gotten closer. You it's sound pretty crazy. Scared. I'm not scared. Yeah. Mm. I'm not scared. I'm yeah. Not scared. So. It, so at work now, it's what we talk about every morning in our group huddle before we go out into the floor. And I had to do four online learning activities for it, like that I had to do by the ninth. And I was gone for two weeks and I came back and it was like the sixth. And I was like, well, cool. Thank God it was slow that night. So I did those while I was at work. But I had to do like four. They're called online learning activities or OLAs. So I had to do four of those. You have to read about it, answer, answer a couple of questions just to prove that you're competent and like, you know, 
And then now we have a quote unquote like spreadsheet thing that if someone comes in, even once they've gotten through the ED, the ED, the emergency rooms are a completely different animal. Like once they get to us, if they have any respiratory issues, cough or fever, then we have this like spreadsheet we have to go through, fill it out. And if they meet these like certain criteria, then they're going to leave our floor to go to isolation rooms. But I went down to the emergency department last night to pick up a patient to bring it on my floor. And they have just so many duffel bags with hazmat suits in them. And I don't know if we have a confirmed, how am I going to talk about? Yeah, fuck it. I don't know if we have a confirmed patient that has it, but I know there's one patient that is in a severely isolated room where they've only had so far like less than 10 workers have been in contact with that person. And it's all like, you know, they're wearing rebreather masks every all that stuff covering their entire body so and they still don't know if it's droplet or airborne or anything to me I, it seems like it's kind of airborne slash droplet that's the that's the only i guess quote unquote scary thing about this is not knowing still how it's spread so like you think back to like they used to not know how aids was spread they called it the gay disease you know right and then now just like to anyone, it's like everyone knows how AIDS is spread. There's like through blood and sexual contact, you know, like don't share needles. And so right. um, that's and when just... Thomas and I stopped sharing needles, mm-hmm. but didn't stop having butt sex. No, that definitely <laughs> remains. Why would yeah, we stop if you, if, you can, if you cancel out one, the other, it cancels it out. You can do right. one, but don't do the other. You're fine. <laughs> so it was like either continue my meth, heroin, cocaine addiction and shooting up and everything and give up the butt stuff or stick with butt stuff and count and you know, yeah. get it. I'm get glad you are where you are though. Yeah. And in like a good place. whether or not you're like a fan of Trump or whatever, like shout out to him. Cause he changed the regus regulation so that like every college, like in the U S right now can immediately like start studying and trying to find a cure. Like that's cool. So like everyone's on top of it right now. At yeah, least we trying need to play. find I don't out. want a cure. <laughs> then the herd. Yeah. Um, and I like Costco went there uh, last week. They're out of toilet paper. Did you see the picture I just sent? No. Why would I look at a text? Oh, I, it was a picture of our toilet at our store. Dude, that is really cool, Brad. Thanks for sending us a picture of your toilet at your store. No, <laughs> the toilet paper aisle. I it... like the comment. <laughs> yeah. Do you people? It's an empty Empty aisle of toilet paper. There's like a couple things, but the aisle is completely raided. And the comment says, do you people usually not wipe your ass or just wipe when a virus is going around? <laughs> but I know my friend went to Target the other day and they were completely out of Lysol spray. So dumb. Yeah. So, dumb. so like, like at our store, the, the toilet paper, paper towel section wiped out, uh, disinfectant section wiped out, hand sanitizer section, soap wiped out. And then the water is just getting raided. And then any sort of like food that lasts a long time, like soup and stuff like that, is just getting wiped out. I think a lot of people are really convinced like there's going to be like a national like quarantine and they're going to tell you to like stay home. And it's that won't happen in there. They're going to they're going to make sure people don't go hungry. It's already happening, actually. Like uh, there's a bunch of like, for instance, with my work. We've like pulled out of a bunch of trade shows and events, and they actually told us that we're allowed to work from home over the next like two weeks. 
and all hiring has stopped um, until like the 15th. Jesus and I work at like a huge corporation. This is happening in a lot of places. Right. Um, and so, yeah, everything stopped until April 15th as far as hiring because of this. Because if it if one of my offices goes down in America, like they lose so much revenue if everyone mm-hmm. is out sick. They could give less of a shit of whether we'll survive it. They're more concerned about the revenue. Right. So they're like, just work from home and at least, you know. We'll get our money that way. Yeah. And I see a lot of it just being on the, like, I, I would say I'm on the front line of it just being in healthcare. Yeah, you see the people for sure. In, but, you know, I had a patient the other day who was there for respiratory issues, and then I took care of him the whole night. He was there for two days, and then the next day I'm like, oh, he's gone. Where are they like, oh, he went to the ICU because his breathing got worse, and they were trying to rule out coronavirus. And I was like, cool. Like... <laughs> And you were hanging around him? I was like, I was up. I was in that room for at least two hours probably doing doing stuff on him. So it's just like, that's like how I think stuff spreads is like, you know, people find out too late. And the biggest thing they're telling us is if any of the coworkers are sick, I literally saw someone get sent home because they were coughing a bunch. And Mm -hmm. right now it's you, uh, they tell us like, it's a basically no questions asked. Like you wouldn't need a doctor's note or anything, but if you are sick, they're telling us do not come into work right now. And I'm like, well, first off, it should be all like that. I wish there was like some compensation for like, I wish I had more sick days because think of all the shit I'm exposed to. Yeah. It's definitely a risk. And then they they do stupid things like, um, you know, Oh, you can't tape your name. Because usually we write it on a sticky note. We write our name and then we put it on our computer that we walk around for the day to mm-hmm. claim it so we know who's is who. And they're like, that's actually considered a infection risk because of the tape or something. Or like, you guys can't do that. And I'm like, but it's okay that a guy that you thought might have coronavirus comes in and I take care of him. But you're worried about me taping something on my computer. Right. You know, and I wipe down my computer at the beginning of every shift with a bleach wipe. How about the guy that got flown into mom's work and because of CDC standards, he wasn't tested properly for the virus. And so they didn't even know when he arrived. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. At, at uh, our mom's work, me and Brad's mom's work, that was the uh, same place where the first patient died of coronavirus in California. So it's knocking on Nick's door. It's coming after Nick. <laughs> It could try all its once, but I'm on a diet. I'm in great <laughs> There's a zero percent chance I'm, I'm already vitamin C'd up. I saw someone post it was just uh like lines of um, emergency, and then like a bunch of emergency packets, and it's all bring it on Corona. Yeah, with the twenty dollar bill rolled up. Yeah, yeah in lines. But yeah, I'll keep I'll keep you guys up to date on it. If anything changes next week, I'm sure there'll be more things coming out. Oh, a uh, quick life hack for right now. If you're in a really long line, just start coughing. <laughs> that sounds kind of fucked up. I I saw a video of this. Uh, I don't even know what it, it was like uh, in Texas or something. Just, just a public announcement from like the mayor or something. But she's reading uh, like what to be doing to prevent it. Like wash your hands, avoid touching your face, yada, yada. She reads the piece of paper and then she licks her finger to flip over the next oh, piece of that. paper. Oh, I saw that. And it goes, it goes, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh, that's great. You have to think of how hard would it be just not to touch your face for a whole day? They call it the it's T so spot, hard. which is the, the T on your face, your eyes, your nose, and your mm-hmm. mouth. That makes like a T. 
Um, I thought it was the G spot. Totally mis misheard there. Yeah, like, triangle I want... face. I hate triangle face. Try to, everyone me. try to go do the challenge. Try to go a whole day without. I literally just it's touched so my hard. face while saying this. Try to go a day without touching your face. It's not gonna fucking. Because I watched a video of like a doctor explaining kind of how it spreads, and he's all master good, but he's like that's not the whole problem. He's all the problem is you touch your face, and so for the next couple of hours, that's all I thought about was touching my face. And every time I did it, I was like, dude, I touch my face all the time. Like, what's wrong yeah. with this? Yeah, stop it's touching just like, your face, bro. Yeah. So gotta get rid of uh, this beard. Yeah, so we'll move we'll move on. They they advised all male workers, I guess, and female workers, whatever your jam is, uh, that that we should shave our facial hair. And I said, Absolutely not. <laughs> they advised us to. They didn't say we had to, but they're recommending we shave our facial hair. C D C is. So I ain't doing that. Anywho, keep you guys up to date on the coronavirus. Um, so far, Nick is beating it. So Nick won coronavirus zero. Um, speaking of fights, next we're jumping into the UFC 2248. Uh, 248, that's for, that's considered a heavyweight, technically, right? Uh, there was a couple fights last night. Okay, we'll talk about it. I didn't actually get to see it. I just watched, seen a couple of photos of this girl that has a fucked up face, and that's all I know. Yeah, Joanna Young, Jacek. Her and Weili Zhang uh, went five rounds. Probably the best female fight I've ever seen and one of the best UFC fights I've ever seen. It was five rounds of like absolute like chaos and murder. And yeah, like if you saw the pictures pictures of Joanna, her face was fucked up. But goddamn, is she a warrior? And just like a really great fight. Probably a fight like a lot of people will know like later on. When they see it, you know, because it's going to be like a Hall of Fame type fight. But I, I've watched a lot of UFC and I've seen a lot of fights. That was one of the best fights I've ever seen. Her face looks like the guy from the Goonies. Hey, yeah, guys. she looks like Mega Mind. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. How? Tell me about these fights. Um, they're, so. Watch. Nope. The, so that fight was the co-main. It was the um, strawweight women's title fight and like amazing fight the actual main card was uh israel uh um adesanya stylebender versus yoel romero for the 185 middleweight belt that fight fucking sucked so bad that at one point i fell asleep during i think the second or third round little john fell asleep during like the third or fourth and then in the fifth round i looked over and tom was also asleep because I saw the the portion like the beginning the first round and they like didn't want to punch each other. Like, yeah, just, it like, was no just no one wanted to lose. It was a weird chess match that just never advanced. Like it was just like I move here, you move here. I move there, you move here. It didn't even seem like a chess match. It seemed like no like I think chess they match knew that whoever threw the punch it was just like checkers back and forth but no one would have probably lost, you know? And <laughs> yeah. like they just didn't like throw punches at each other and just got really frustrated. I I saw a video where they like had the ref mic'd up and he literally told them like you guys need yeah. you, you need guys to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. You guys need to do you need to, he said they you need to show something for the refs. Yeah. And that's like have them dude, when the when the ref or for the judges, sorry, but when the ref yeah. is saying like you got to show something, it's like, yeah, I I wish I I don't know I wish the mentality for title fights were like if you're the person trying to take that fucking belt, you need to fucking take that belt. It reminds me of Super Bowl games, like the Rams and Patriots one that was so boring because it's like 
everyone's like, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? We're just going to run. Like, we're all too afraid to pass. And it's like, dude, right. if you're playing for the Super Bowl, you're fighting for a belt, like, you need, like, balls to the wall. You need to be going all out. You got to take that belt. You can't just yeah. get it. You gotta Those guys it. were definitely playing not to lose and not playing to win. Like, they yes. were playing well, not to lose. And the thing lose. is, that's, like... That's what I want to say. Yes, thank you, Nick. Like, Israel, like, the way he fought was he has a belt. He wanted to hold on to it. Yoel's like a freak. You're not going to go and chase in on Yoel. So he was waiting for Yoel, who like, it's Yoel. Yoel's like 40 something years old, I think. It's his last chance to win a belt. So you'd figure he'd be pressing. But instead, like he was waiting for Izzy to come in. And Izzy's like, nah, I got the belt. Like you're coming, you know, towards me. And so it's just like like a standoff. And any any game where you have the lead, and like you're a pro, I, you see it more often than not where they just simply like they'll just stay on the course. They're like, okay, you're, you're just like you said, like you're yeah, gonna move just... here. I'm gonna move here because I know that like if you get me, if you get a punch on me, I'll get a punch on you. And like, so it was super, super boring. What did it end up being? Like, did they even who won the fight? Did they Izzy even really won by it? decision? It went five rounds. Like, and that's yeah. the guy that was that that was the champion. That was the current. Yeah, style, style bender was already right, so the all, champion. So all he fucking did was sat there and just and just countered all fucking night. Yeah. So he literally defended his title, right? Because <laughs> it was yeah. just straight defense. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm excited like, for the Tony Tony Ferguson fight. I like that, oh, that guy's Khabib? a fucking that yeah. yeah that dude's a fucking psycho. I think Khabib's obviously gonna dominate him, but like Tony Ferguson's a fucking weirdo. That's going to be one of the best fights, I think, like of all time, hopefully. Yeah, because Ferguson beats the shit out of people. Yeah, Tony's a freak. Yeah, I just want to see Nate Diaz and McGregor fight. Yeah, one more time. For a third time. Run it back. Yeah, yeah. I would be okay with that. Totally fine. And then also... McGregor would win. I I do think McGregor would win. Like, McGregor's last fight that he was in, I know that the Cowboy Cerrone is like old and like fought too many fights and shit. But he did dominate him. But like it wasn't like yeah I mean it was it was McGregor goes about it in like a very methodical like he he knew beforehand that he was gonna fucking break his nose you they showed those videos of him like doing that first move right off the bat the shoulder yeah. punch yeah like before like no 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 the the upward knee or whatever oh that he was doing and like yeah he broke his nose with the shoulder yeah but the upward knee that he did was like what got him down in that fetal position in the first place yeah. And like that's they showed him in the locker room prior to even even fighting of him practicing that like knee kick, exactly what he did. I'll tell Talk you about execution on that card. Who's gonna be a star is Sean O'Malley, Sugar Sean. He is dude. That kid, everyone in a couple of years is gonna know his name. He just came back off of a suspension for a tainted supplement that wasn't even his fault. If you look at him, you're like, yeah, he doesn't take steroids. So he had a like short suspension and then he got proved like he wasn't guilty. He ended that fight within two minutes. I won $75 because I put like I think 20 or 35 on that he would just end it in the first round and he did. He literally walked over to like Rogan and the panelists. He's all that was too easy. And Damn. yeah, in a, I'm telling you in a couple of years, like everyone is going to know who Sean O'Malley is. Yeah, when it comes to Say UFC fights, name. I literally, like, d- give less of a shit about UFC until there's, like, I don't know, I get word from about five or six people that, like, hey, this fight's going to be good tonight, and then I'll just watch it online right. and be like, oh, that was good. I'm glad I watched that. But I, like, don't pay attention to any of that shit. Yeah. No, I, I like seeing the guys, you know, when they're young and 
you get to watch them before like all the hype. It's cool. You to like see. young guys? Yep, that's what young I like. Guys. That's cool. That makes young, sense. You like to look guys. at guys when they're young. No, I'm just a fan of UFC. You're a yeah. fan of young guys. We get it. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> I hate you guys. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So what about uh, this James Bond shit? Yeah, so kind of leading from the coronavirus talk, um, the James Bond movie got pushed back all the way to November because of the coronavirus. Such an easy segue. It'll be like, yeah, we made a shit movie and we got to fix it. Like, that's, I don't know. (laughs) To me, they're like, there's definitely like, they're like, oh shit, oh shit. Like, we're about to release this and we don't like it. And then they probably were like, thank God we can blame it on something. Because come on, what? uh, One or two months of coronavirus means you can't push a movie back fucking eight months? I don't know about that. Well, the problem is that uh, China is the second biggest market for movies behind Mm -hmm. us. And, their like their movie revenue right now is down like two billion dollars over there. Oh, that makes sense. And so like movies, like any movie we like the one we saw today, you know, onward. Any like big movie like that, they don't just make their money here; they make a shit ton of it overseas. Yeah, of course. And I mean, the Fast and Furious movies—they make more money overseas than they make here because they love those movies over there. They love The Rock. Yeah. yeah. Vin, yeah, it's because those movies Vin are Diesel. trash and Americans know it. <laughs> yeah, like the uh, the Arnold Classic and uh, I, I. Yeah, they just I canceled that. They they canceled an entire expo, like, and that's a big fucking deal. Like, the the lifting and competitions are still going on, but no spectators and no expo, no vendors were allowed. It's just like crazy. And like when I went to the movies to see this one, like the the two uh workers that were there the person i bought my tickets from the person that you know rips the ticket they both had masks on and gloves on and i was like jesus and there was three people in the movie theater really mm-hmm. damn but then a guy did see it at 10 30 at night it was the last showing oh yeah i saw mine this morning it was packed but i'm still excited for james bond uh for it to come out i like those movies so yeah I just I just want to shout out real quick that I'm just still happy Cody isn't here. <laughs> Is this you, Nick, on NBA? That was what? me. NBA predictions? No. That was me. Just no. uh, early NBA predictions. Who do you guys got going to the finals or making it far in the playoffs? I think it's be pretty tough to beat the the Lakers. They're, yeah, they seem like the most well put together team. And typically when you don't hear like how the team is just being disruptive, like those are LeBron's best years. And you don't hear anyone saying like, oh, like the locker room is bad. No, they're like dominating and they just shit on the Clippers. The yeah, night. they just like, wipe the not... Clippers earlier. Today. Yeah, like they're they're going to be really, really like AD is it's 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 less about lebron at this point which is awesome even though lebron's still having a phenomenal year but like again the, the pieces around him when they are able to fucking say cool we're gonna just put you with a bunch of position players that's when he <laughs> does his best like they got yeah. avery bradley who probably touches the ball three times a game but the dude is like one of the best defenders and like who wouldn't want to try to impress lebron like you're gonna play even harder so when you have a bunch of people that are, like aren't egotistical then lebron is gonna do well because he's like the ego of the team yeah. yeah, and I think that I could be wrong, but from what I have seen, it does seem like he is making the people around him better, which is so important. So important, like that yeah. is, that's what makes you valuable. Like if you if you're, you know, so good, but it's just because of you, then that 
that's eh. But if you're making the people around you better players and their stats are improving, like that's where you're gonna that's where you're gonna come out on top. I think yeah. it'll be right now I would put Lakers just because they do seem pretty dominant. Um you know, being a Celtics fan, I'm still rooting for them. You know, Jason Tatum is having a freaking year. I am calling it in like two years, Jason Tatum's gonna be in the MVP talk. You know, he just got um the Do you know uh, since he shaved of, his beard, his points per game is up like seven? Wait, what's up? That's a great oh, really? stat, Brad. <laughs> no, Jason Thanks, No, man. Jason Tatum. Since he like changed his beard up or shaved it, his points per game has been up like seven points ever Damn. since. And he was already having good stats. What would happen if I shaved my beard? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> the Celtics no, are good. Dude, that. Tatum's an awesome player. So yeah, Celtics are good, but they're not great. The, the the fucking Rockets basically ruined their entire season by not having a center. That's like so... Like, Do you think like playoffs is so different than regular season? And they're yeah. clearly trying to be better in the regular season because come playoffs, like everyone's just going to score it'll be a 100 to 82 game and mm-hmm. there'll be 50 dunks like that's what's going to happen i think in the east it's going to be the celtics in milwaukee yeah. and then in the west it'll probably be the lakers and mm. clippers I, I, dude i think fucking miami's really Miami's miami insane. is a fun team with a lot of dude talent. and they're gonna play against what they're playing against Indy in the first round that'll be a really good series yeah. Philly's trash they see right now yeah, top Philly's 8 in Eastern done. Conference my, yeah, dark Milwaukee. Horse, my dark horse is the Grizzlies no they're gonna they're gonna get fucking wiped they're, if they get 8th which they only have a chance of getting 8th or get kicked out by New Orleans or Sacramento like they're gonna play against the Lakers first round and the Lakers are gonna oh, win 4-0 never mind yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I would say but dark horse Western Conference Dallas dude Dallas is fucking good. Yeah, they have Luca and they have Luca and Porzingis. Porzingis and, and their whole team's young. Players. Did yeah. you guys see Mark Cuban got fined half a million? He always gets fined. Yeah, he's he doesn't crazy. give a fuck. Five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, he's a billionaire. What is that like? Fifty cents to him? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nothing, dude. He's like, oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, for talking to the refs. Yeah, so I think yeah, Milwaukee I, is really good, though. I think like it's yeah, like I a agree. complete team. But when the Lakers played the Bucks, dude, LeBron shat on. Giannis. The thing is, is yeah. Giannis the the problem with Giannis when it comes to playoffs is he's he gets exposed when you get someone that's really good and tall, a good tall defender, and name one good tall defender in the Eastern Conference. Name one. Yeah, exactly. There's not a single fucking one. Yeah. Like, there's Pascal Siakam, but yeah, that's I would who I was him... going to say Siakam on Toronto. Right. So you're talking about one. <laughs> but he's player. not there yet. Like, right. Yeah. He's so there's so not young. a single person in the Eastern Conference which they play. I don't know. Um, they've played 40 of their 60 games they've played this year in that conference, and they've just mopped the floor with everyone because no one can guard Giannis. But the second you go to the Western Conference and you got Kawhi Leonard and you got AD and you got LeBron and you got even the Nuggets you have Jokic yeah and you got Paul George I mean the and then Utah you have fucking um who's their center um Gobert like yeah, their really? fucking team is you're talking about the top four teams in the West would absolutely mop Milwaukee random random question random question what happened to Porzingis he's on Dallas Dallas. Oh shit! Okay, that's what I'm saying. Dallas is fucking okay. lit. They have Porzingis and they have Doncic and they have fucking Curry. I think they're like one more like really good player away from being like a contender. 
You know, if you look at other teams, you know, they have like three or four guys, whereas like Dallas uh, they're right gonna now, get that, it's like... They're going to get that through probably through drafting. Like yeah. I could see them keeping Jontich and Porzingis until they both retire, right? They're literally going to probably pay them ass loads of money to stay. And then they yeah. would just need like a like a good rebounder defender. Like if they got like a Dr- Andre Drummond on their team who could pass, shoot the three Ooh, and rebound. perfect. Right, like they they would they just need someone that's dynamic at the center position because they've got shooters. Yeah, Drummond can't shoot the three though. I'm just happy that. The no, you're you're right. He can't. Like, he can't even shoot free but throws. But what he can't. But what he can do is get a triple double in the first half. I mean, yeah, like the dude no, will his pass rebound. The ball. He's one of the best rebounders like of all yeah. time, probably. Right, or even like uh, if they get the guy from Denver, Jokic. Right, like mm-hmm. I'm just saying, players like that are, are, are what they need at the center position, and they're going to be fucking unstoppable because they can just get guards that can huge. play. Defense. I don't think Denver will ever let Jokic go. No, but them. that's. I'm just saying they need like that type that of that kind of player. Yeah. Right. Uh, another guy who just had a pretty good game, you know, career high game was uh, Baines on the Suns. Yeah, I saw that. Shot a Aaron bunch of Baines. Yeah. yeah, that dude's he, good. He's good. He was good. He was good on the Celtics. He was. Yeah, he's a big boy. But the problem was, is the Celtics had uh, Horford, who honestly I think is he underachieves every year. Like I, I don't see that guy as being anyone special. Now he's like backup, plays twenty six minutes a game on Philly, who's the sixth yeah. best team in the East. The thing with the Celtics, dude, is we just got so lucky with two draft picks in the same year. We got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. You also make great trades. Like, yeah, Celtics. Yeah, dude, the, the, Ky- the Kyrie for IT was the best trade of all time. Fucking crazy, dude. IT, dude. That was the best trade Mr. of Fourth all time. Quarter. <laughs> yeah. Remember when that was the thing? And then we got He's rid not of even in the got, league. Then we got rid of Kyrie and we got we got freaking Kemba Walker. Kemba was so is, yeah, yeah. He's so good, dude. He's all right. And if Kemp, if Gordon Kemp Hayward can gold. just stay freaking healthy, Jesus Christ, man, that's Kemp, the that's the one bad trade, dude. That that was has been a bust since the beginning. Yeah, they paid him a bunch of money too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah that one did hurt you, but you know. yeah, he hurt our salary cap more than anything. You know what I also don't like? I, I'm not a big fan of today's modern NBA, specifically because you got all these guys, for instance, like Trey Young, who they're like, oh, he's breaking these records. He's doing all these things. The dude's shooting like 30%, throws up like 50 point, or fifty shots a game, and plays, and plays forty <laughs> plays 42 minutes. It's like, like Devin Booker? Yeah, like, like are you talking about Devin Booker? Yeah, but, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but honestly, even more so on Trey Young, because that dude doesn't pass. He literally just jacks up and then yeah he'll score 40 45 points and he people also, are like he's incredible but he he has the ball 50 percent of the game and he can't play defense so right and like james harden is that exact is literally the I same thing just saying james harden. like the dude will shoot the ball 35 times a game score 60 points and they'll lose by 20 and they're like james harden's incredible and you're like but is he though because they just lost and he literally had the ball half the game so i, I still love russell westbrook's explosiveness dude most explosive. Yeah, he's explosive he's yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, he's fun to watch, but terrible combo combo with James Harden. They don't. They're two ball <laughs> yeah. hogs that like when one is hot and the other one's cold. But it then you have one person that basically doesn't play all game, and the other person you just have to guard. You know, great mm-hmm. team if you want to play NBA Two K. Yes, right. <laughs> Very fun video game team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to think that OKC back in the day had Westbrook, Harden, and KD. I know. And didn't win. This is, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I they, think it was. They got shit on by. Who did they lose to? I think they lost to the Warriors once. They did. The yeah, Warriors, like the Warriors like three years in a row, dude. 
Yeah, yeah. you're you're right. And then that's when Durant Durant's decided like, I'm to going fucking over there. pull a fast one. <laughs> yeah. And now he's on the shitty fucking uh, the Nets. He was, Nets. He's probably like, oh no, I could have been, I could have definitely won another ring next year with Golden State. And now I have to play with this fucking egotistical asshole named Kyrie. And Ky- Kyrie's like, you know, the Earth's flat, right? Uh, yeah, Kyrie's <laughs> such a fucking troll, dude. Literally every locker room he goes into, because he's like. I, I know exactly how the world works, and I'm Kyrie. Yeah, dude. No one fucking likes that guy. Dude, one no on one, one likes though. him. One on one, though, he's one. He's you could say he's the best. One on one, but, but that goes, he's amazing. That doesn't mean yeah. shit. Doesn't mean no. shit. Yeah, it's a team game. Like it's not fun when you, again you go back to LeBron. Everyone wants to play with LeBron because Le- LeBron's proven himself, and he's not the type of guy to come out and be like he's not gonna fucking tell you how fucking trash you are and how you don't know what you're doing he's gonna be like you're trash but here's how you can fix it and like let me make you better and it's all yeah. depending on how someone responds like Kyrie's just gonna sit there and talk negative about someone the entire time dude yeah mm-hmm. yeah so we'll see what happens so Nick your predictions of let's go your your uh, NBA I mean I think it's gonna probably be Lakers versus Milwaukee and then it'll be Lakers in five or Lakers in six like that's the way I see it in the finals. Yeah, I'm going to go yeah. Lakers-Celtics. I think that'd be fucking awesome. That'd be so cool. But yeah, that's just that's wishful thinking. Milwaukee, Celtics, and then Lakers-Clippers. Lakers-Clippers, I mean... I think I, I, the um, the championship games are, like, the best. Like We haven't seen, like, a full... We haven't... I don't think we've seen, like, Clippers basketball yet. No, I think not that'll come in, in the yeah. in the playoffs, and they're gonna be the best defense in the league, and it's all about how many points they can put up. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, freaking. The quiet. Celtics always guy. turn it up in playoff times. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna well, be fun. It's gonna be a really fun postseason. Side news: What is everyone's thoughts on Dwayne Wade's transgender kid? Would you allow your kid to be tranny at like twelve or thirteen? I'd slap him. Hey, say stop that. That's gay, dude. There's yeah. no. There's just no way. Like I. Like I. I regardless of, 12. like twelve or thirteen. Mm. Like I can yeah. look. Like so. Like so young to where like they're not even. They don't even know who they are yet. Those are the same. Those are the same. Those are the same kids that their parents try to get them sex changing operations. No, they already are. They're like having. He's already like working on transition. Like he's twelve years old and he's like taking pills and shit. But like he's not allowed to vote. Fucking Christ! He's not allowed yeah. to vote or drink alcohol or drive. But he can. That's the whole point. It's like, how <laughs> can you support someone like they're twelve? Like, if you want right. to, they don't even know up. who they are yet. Yeah, if you want to fuck your life up after you're eighteen, that's all you, man. But before that, no. Even yeah, when we were eighteen, how fucking stupid were we? Yes. Let alone when we were twelve. Yeah, I when we were twelve, so... I thought Star Wars Episode One was the coolest movie of all time, and I wanted to go pod racing. It's just, it's just weird, man. Like, I don't know. Like, your body is going through so many changes from the age of like ten right. to sixteen, and like you are inner. I didn't know he was taking anything, Nick, but like that is yeah. That's what he was. That's literally what he's issues. just talking about recently. Was like, yeah, we're gonna like fully support his transition, and like now he's going through it. Yeah, isn't it hard enough going through puberty? Yeah, like that's what now I'm saying. Gonna is what's some, gonna happen? Right? What's gonna happen when he? When he, like, you know, 10 years later is like, wait, I may like this girl now, too. And he, like, doesn't have a penis. And now he, like, wants to kill himself because he doesn't understand why 
like why he is the way he is you know like i don't know it just it just doesn't make any sense to me like g- give someone the opportunity to grow up and then make their decision on their own like you're not allowed to i don't think you should be allowed to like sit there and have a child tell you right and also they want to run the world i'm yeah. sorry but the only reason like that kid knows about that is because of the internet and read things online you know yeah, no one and just it's school. the cool thing to it's Yeah, cool thing, no one just you know. comes up with that idea when they're reading books and like going on hikes. Right, like and, I want to be a girl now. Yeah. Like, okay, and like well, the okay. thing is it gets flaunted all over and like oh my god, look at how brave he is. Yeah. Look at how right. good this is. And it's like right. encouraging. It's like it's like dude, no. Like you're messing <clears> with the body. Like stop. Don't. That's don't, don't why, why are we encouraging this? I'm not I'm sorry, but like you guys can hate me all you want. I'm not for encouraging that shit. I'm for like being like, look, you were born this way, Lady Gaga. Shout like, out. I have nothing wrong with it, man. <laughs> I have yeah. absolutely nothing. Like, if that's what you want to do, fucking great. But like, you should be able to have a sense of like what's going on in the world and and what what that what kind of impact that'll like do. Like, I don't know. I feel like you just need to understand things on a deeper level before you can just say, "Yep, that's what we're doing." Like, the parents mm-hmm. will do it for me, you know? Right. Yeah, hundred percent. That that to me doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. Anyways, moving away from the NBA and uh, Nick's transgender transformation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, it's not actually a diet, guys. He's actually huge vagina. He's trying to grow his vagina. <laughs> yes. Um, I guess that covers almost everything. Um, so I'm trying to do a remake of a 127 hours movie, but we're gonna call it 84 hours. So I was talking to Nick and Brad about this before we started. I'm doing. In seven days, I'll have worked 84 hours at work. I did three on, one off, three on. And I have a class. I get off work on Tuesday at 8 a.m. And then I have a class from 8 to 9 where I have to talk about my experience as a new grad nurse. And then on my last shift on You have to Thursday, cut your hand off. On my last <laughs> shift, I go in at 4 o'clock for a two-hour class. And to so I'll be there from... Off. Yes. I'll be there from 4, p- 4 p.m. till 8 a.m. Just a quick 14 hours. But last night was a good night of work because the time changed. So at 2 o'clock, it went to 3. So I worked one less hour. Yeah, I forgot about the time change. That was cool. I've never had that happen, but it was cool. Alrighty. So I just got to make sure I don't schedule <laughs> nice. myself on days when the time goes back. That's <laughs> right. yep. Are we ready to get into the fucking movie or what? Nick, yeah. Uh, random, random. The movie. Burp, 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 random facts, real quick, because I had a cool one. Here's okay. it. A uh, little fun random fact from like a movie kind of thing, movie podcast. Imagine that. Uh, so with the movie Armageddon, NASA shows this film during their management training program. New managers are given the task of trying to spot as many errors as possible in the movie. At least 168 errors have been found in the movie. Sorry, so, what movie? Armageddon. Errors of what, though? What are the errors? Just, like, things that are wrong. Like, you wouldn't, oh, you would never do that. You wouldn't you would be wearing those colors. Like, you wouldn't do that, you know? That sounds like a really good ray- way to, like, shit on someone's work. Like, hey, I'm an expert in this field, and by the way, you're fucking wrong. You were wrong 168 times. Right. They're like, like, we don't care. It's a fucking movie, dude. Like, chill. I remember I was watching this one movie with my Uncle Bob, and he was um, in the Navy, I think. And it was a movie about Coast Guard. And every time something was wrong, he was like, nope, wouldn't be doing that. And it ruined the movie for me. I was like, god damn, this is not enjoyable. Entertainment purpose. I could point out so many 
things that are wrong with uh you know movies on medical right. stuff like the, the the number one you see is when someone flatlines and they use the defibrillator you don't right. use it you, you do not use a defib <laughs> when they have no pulse or heart because you have nothing to, to you have to compress first right you compressions do, yeah their heart needs you, to be you going just you don't use a defib that's for v-fib it's the same as v-fib you defib it when they're asystole which is when that that line is flat there's nothing to shock there's no rhythm to get them back into because they don't fucking have one so all you do is compressions and uh breathe for them but you know it, it doesn't look cool in a movie when when someone's flatlined there and you would just sit there it's cool when you do the all right stand away clear like and it makes for dramatic effect you know so, right. but that 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 would never ever happen so every time i see that i'm like that would never happen or like when they push iv drugs i'm like you would never give that drug that fast and just like stuff like that but again like nick was saying like it's just for a movie and it's like i'm i'm not here to ruin it right so anyways yeah on to uh, onward nick you want to give us the uh, read off bud um the movie is oh this is just a short description that i found off google but i guess it'll work uh it says two teenage elf brothers ian and barley lightfoot go on a journey to discover if there is still a little magic left out there in order to spend one last day with their father uh who died when they were too young to remember him pretty uh pretty shitty um description i think of the movie <laughs> Very to be sad. honest like they, they could have made they could have spiced that up it's fucking pixar let's go guys <laughs> Come on. Basic, basically, a too long didn't read version is it's in a world of like, um, not humans, but just like you know mythical creatures and stuff. And there used to be magic, but because of technology and stuff, people stopped learning the ways of magic. Like you didn't have to learn how to make fire anymore because there's yes. fireplaces. You didn't have to learn how to make light because there's lights. You didn't, you know, centaurs don't have to run because there's cars. And um, Basically, their dad passed away, and then when they both turned 16, they found out he was a wizard and had a staff, and half of him comes back, and the spell was for him to be there for a whole day. And so they're trying to find what's called a phoenix stone in order to get uh, the, the other of the half of their dad back before the day is over. And this movie kind of plays, in my opinion, played like a lot off of Dungeons & Dragons. Yes. Just like yeah. with like spells yeah, with their... and, and the quest and all that. Yeah. Yeah, and that book that he had that literally looked like a Dungeons and Dragons book. Yeah, it was Dungeon totally like, yeah. Dungeons yeah. and Dragons book guys. Same yeah. idea, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so who I'll wants do to first, go first take here real quick. Yeah. First thing I'm going to say is I wish it was funnier. I didn't enjoy that it wasn't like all that <laughs> funny. Like I, I wanted it to be... Uh, I don't know, a little bit more quirky. I felt like Chris. you have Chris Pratt. Like, you have fucking Chris Pratt in there. Like, you can't make it better. You can't make his parts a little funnier. I don't know. Maybe it was because it was it was going to be directed towards a younger audience, but I feel like other Pixar movies that I've seen are able to capture more, um, I guess, better, like, moments or scenes, and I just didn't gravitate to uh, the movie as a whole when I watched the whole thing, and I was really looking forward to it. So I'm a little bummed. Um... I thought they got like a 94% audience score, Rotten Tomatoes, and like 86, I think, uh, tomato score. So it's not like it's like a bad movie by any means, but I don't know. Every time I hear Pixar, I'm expecting a movie that's going to be as good, if not better, than Up. And I don't think it quite met that mark to me. Yeah, you're kind of like grading on a curve almost. Like you hear Pixar, it's like... You have the expectations. You have expectations, yeah. Right. 
Yeah, and you like you, I don't know. We'll we'll get into later on our top three Pixar movies of all time, and like we can definitely explain, or everyone's gonna be able to see, like, oh yeah, you're kind of kind of right once you go see the movie that like onward just is is top ten Pixar's of all time because there's only ten Pixar movies, but um, it's definitely not towards the top. All right, there's twenty, but yeah, okay. But there's all remakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Or not remakes, but sequels. Yeah. Um, what about you, Brad? Um, kind of like going off what Nick said. Yeah. Like he said, you know, when you hear Pixar, you have these huge like expectations. You think it's like the next up, you know, and I I wouldn't say I was let down, but it didn't quite like meet my expectations as like what I thought it was going to be. But at the same time, I felt like as the movie went on, it got better and better. And I really think like the first act of the movie was probably the worst part of the movie. It was kind of clunky and just didn't really have like a vibe yet. And I feel like as the movie went on, it kind of found its like self and found its vibe and it got better and better as the movie went onward. No pun intended. But yeah, I mean, it is a a really good movie. I would tell anyone go see this is very enjoyable. I wasn't really bored. I just felt like the first act was kind of eh. And then the second act was good. And then the third act really had me like thinking about the whole movie of like how good do i really think this movie is so yeah it it was a a really fun movie um enjoyable like nick said there was like a lot of like you can tell where they were going for comedy and it didn't really quite work there were some other parts where i thought it was really funny and i like laughed out loud a couple times and it definitely fucking hit your heartstrings at the end for me but yeah fun movie enjoyable not like top shalon of pixar but still really liked it thomas um kind of you know piggybacking off you guys uh i go in with pixar movies because i fucking love animated movies and pixar and i just wanted a little more umph from the movie if that makes mm-hmm. sense i yeah. just i felt like there was potential to be more in that movie don't get me wrong this was a great movie and i enjoyed it um will i watch it again not going to really go out of my way to watch it again, you know? And I just, I think there could have been more umph with the story. Uh, the one thing I did like, though, is that the whole movie took place in a day, like one 24-hour period. That was cool. And, yeah, it just needed something. I don't know what that is. If it was, like, funny. I thought it was plenty funny enough and stuff, but there was just, like, a couple of things, I guess, that would change where we can, like, talk about that. But and at the end, you know, same thing. Um you know, and all it's ironic since Cody's not a, or he is, but Cody's not a, a brother, brother. He doesn't have a older brother, but like, you know, all three, all three of us here on this podcast all have uh, siblings that we're close with. And so it definitely gets to, gets to play with your feelings and brings them out <laughs> at the end. Like at the end of the movie, I was like, why am I having feelings? I felt like the Grinch <laughs> when his heart's growing. You're like, I feel warm. You're like, what is going on? So that the ending was very good though. I, I definitely my favorite part and how and we'll talk about that when we get into spoilers but i liked it just wanted more umph. yeah i agree like like you said with umph, like maybe like a song you know that really like gave the movie like some character like one song where you hear that song and you're like oh onward yeah. i just think of um like up and that 
isn't my favorite Pixar movie, but it pulled me in the hardest because the beginning is so oh, bad. Oh, the sad. beginning. Yeah. And you're that's just like, the most brutal oh start to a movie. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God. And this movie didn't really pull me in or anything. It was kind of cool when they talked about the history of like the magic and everything. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then it just goes to like modern day and he's going to school. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah. The, that and that's what felt generic was like him going to school. It's like we've seen this so many times, you know. Right. Oh, he doesn't have friends at school, and he, you know, has He's trouble talking to people. Yeah. Yeah. They have such a great opportunity to make a. Uh, how can I put this? Like they have such a great opportunity to make a movie, uh, fun or make the environment more fun with the type of characters they have. You yeah, know, instead they magic. make it like. Yeah. They make it like a school, a car, uh roads houses it's like why can't the trolls live in like huts yeah Yeah. and like why can't like i don't know make it like still make it like that's the part that i thought was missing is 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 that throughout the entire movie and like again like you got a magic staff like let's fucking use that thing like they use it like twice or three times throughout the movie you know so you're saying they basically modernized the movie Nick, yes right? yeah right okay. well sorry I, I felt like i no no sorry i felt like i was watching um what's that will smith movie um uh bright i felt bright. like i was watching bright but the like first part version. for sure yeah like er, there's like again there's fairies me, and orcs, right it's like oh, the whole part of it is but like they all live a normal human life yeah it, it's <laughs> just like all that without humans and it's just so much more fun to me when they're able to like turn that into a better environment and better place throughout the movie yeah so what you're saying is like you're like this is a animated movie and uh supposed to be a magical world let's freaking use it let's go with it right and like they they did that in like a reverse sense in which they tried to make like funny puns towards magic and mythical stuff but like i didn't i don't i didn't enjoy it i don't think as much as i would even if they had the same puns in a world that was still kind of more of a mythical magical place i do think part of like the commentary on the movie was they got so used to like technology you know they forgot you know their magic and it's kind of like a you know commentary on like society where we're so like dependent on technology now that we've like a lot of us like have forgot about our creativeness where technology came from was our creativeness and our thinking and i think a lot of people now because of technology we don't really think anymore we let the technology do any thinking we have for us Yeah, just like the centaur cop who, you know, yeah. centaurs used to run 70 miles per hour. He's like, no need when I got a car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I will say one of the cool things, too, that I love about Pixar movies is, you know, we went and saw it this morning and there was like a ton of little kids there. And then, you know, some adults like me and Beth were there. And I love that they make these movies that are so fun for little kids, but at the same time are very enjoyable for adults also. I think that's like a really cool thing that they've kind of always seemed to do and really capture it. I'm just glad I didn't have the kid that's like screaming or the kid that's asking questions next to me the entire time. <laughs> you know, like I've definitely been to little children's movies where that happens and you're like, Oh fucking why me? Like, why did right. I choose this seat? But uh, luckily all the kids were pretty well behaved and we didn't have anyone that was shout like, out to the four year old sitting next to Beth. I don't think he said one word. No, nah, that's what zoned in the Good whole time. You, Shout out you, kid. Yeah, and <laughs> or, you get the, or, or you get the kid that laughs at everything. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm Jimmy okay Fa- with it's that. It's like, am I, am I next to Jimmy Fallon? I will say the um, 
What's the new Minions movie called? Oh, that movie looks lit. <laughs> that got all the kids going. Yeah, I'm pumped. Uh, that got me freaking going. It yeah. gets the kids both going. Of, both, both of you guys know how I am. Oh, yes. yeah. But that movie wow. does actually look really, really good. It, it's, I, I like all the unique ways yeah. they're able to like <laughs> make Steve Carell like, you know, like put him in yeah. a movie because that this one's going to be better. This one's called Minions, The Rise of Gru. The Rise of Gru. Yeah. So it seems like now they're going back on the anime movies. Like, I am so excited for this, and I'm so fucking excited for Scoob. Scoob yeah, Sco- looks so be good. good, I think. Yes. I still have a Scooby-Doo stuffed animal that is on my bed right now. Scooby-Doo nice. is, without a doubt, my favorite TV show, favorite thing to ever touch a screen of all time. Literally Brad knows same. this. Brad same. knows this. Like, I yeah. just fucking love Scooby-Doo. I even fucking love the live-action Scooby-Doo movies. I don't care if you don't like them. I love them. Yeah, I'm a big fan of them, too. Raggy. Mary Jane's a man in a mask. Mary Jane's a man in a mask. Yeah, honestly, what's funny is, like, the first one of those, I think, in general, was better than the second. But um, when they go to that 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 island, yeah, yeah, that one's dope. Yeah, and Daphne is just an absolute freak of nature in that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Dying, man. But no, Scoob looks really good. Um... I think the Minions movie looks really like fun too, and also I think the movie Soul looks really good. Soul looks great, dude. The, the yeah. fucking Soul? dancing chick, Jamie yeah. Fox, dude. Soul, what was? Like it's the black guy that gets hit by a car, I think, or something. No, he, he falls like, oh, in the he hole. Falls. You think that he's really movie? Yeah, that's so. Oh. They're doing two movies this year, this one and then Soul. Soul looks brought... like it's got it's going to be better than Onward. Yeah, I wrote down two other movies that I liked. Uh, trailers I like the Spiral movie. Yes, I want to see that. And then the Saint Maud movie. What's the, like, that scary one? one? I think I missed that one. Um, it's like the scary movie kind of ish. Oh really? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> nice man, great description, Tom. Appreciate um, it. It's it that scary um, movie. Uh, it's a reclusive nurse whose impressionable demeanor causes her to pursue a pious path of Christian devotion after an obscure trauma. Now charged with hospice care of Amanda, a retired dancer, ravaged by cancer. Um, I'm, it's, I'm doing a terrible job. It looks good. <laughs> cool. Yeah, you just definitely added um, mm-hmm. to my excitement of that movie. I'm glad I, I did. That. You know? Thanks, Tom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tom Hanks is in a new war movie. Uh, fighting on boats. He's is the he? captain again. Listen. It's called Listen. Greyhound. Listen. I'm yeah, still the it's, captain. It's based on true events about like um, battleships in World War Two, and everything. And you, so, did you get that in this trailer, or is that one you saw? It's one that I just saw. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't, it's, I don't think it, I don't know if it'll be that big or anything. But I was just like, I was like, freaking Captain Phillips back at it again, dude. That that fucking guy. We'll have to see. What guy? Fucking Tom Hanks, dude. <laughs> Cracks me up. He's the, it's the only movie watched... he's in, dude. It's the only movie he's in are movies that like. <laughs> have a sense of like finding or like like you gotta find fucking tom hanks he's always fucking missing dude <laughs> or he's finding someone that's missing he's always watched, getting himself into some trouble i watched saving private ryan last weekend Still yep such a good, yeah goddamn top movie. 10 all time it's my number one all brad time. Th- we gotta talk about this top 10 list of yours Nick, eventually. if you give me crap for putting saving private ryan in top 10 you're not an american uh, I didn't give you crap. I'm giving you crap about your top <laughs> ten because you, it's literally a top fifty. And one of these episodes, we're gonna have to have the world 
you're, you're going to have to explain to the world what your actual top 10 is. And we'll then every it. time I hear you say that again about your top 10, I'm just going to give you so Nick, much Nick, I have a problem. It. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, you do. It's a I huge problem. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Brad. So in my notes, like I kind of break down a movie first, second, third, and then I just kind of scribble like ideas I have and things I liked or didn't. And so I kind of wrote like after first act, you know, spoilers, like anything else on is going to be spoilers. But so for a second act, the first thing I wrote was like the fun begins because I felt like the second act, like once the adventure starts is like really when this movie got fun. I thought it was just like a really fun movie from then on, you know, like right away in the second act, like when the brother gets shrunk. I thought it was like so funny. That's like when I was like laughing hysterically. I just feel like it's an easy movie to summarize. Like they go on this adventure and it's like all about trying to get to find this Phoenix stone. There's funny things that happen along the way. That's like the whole, I guess you could say second part of the movie. The first part sets it up and the second part is about the onward voyage. Right. And the reason the movie's called Onward is because when he's, when the Tom <laughs> when he character puts... is driving, he goes, put it into O for Onward. I did like the lesbian biker gang. That was pretty funny. The fairies? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Them and the lesbian, uh, the lesbian. Okay, yeah, let's take that for a second. The lesbian, lesbian cop. cop. Okay, the fact that people were freaking out. This movie is banned in countries because Dude, of that. <laughs> because of a three second scene when she's like, my girlfriend. Like, that's what people are fucking <laughs> raging about is someone literally saying, oh, my girlfriend. Like, are you kidding me? I don't know. Like, there's some things that sure are, like, obscene, but, like, it's okay to talk about <laughs> girls liking girls and, and boys liking boys in movies. Like, that's, that's it's okay. It's been going on forever. Like, yeah, like, we're past <laughs> this, guys. Yeah. Like, we're fucking past this. Like, there's some things, again, like we talked about earlier with a fucking 12-year-old turning into a transgender, that is not okay. But it is... <laughs> <laughs> perfectly okay to have a fucking moment in a movie where a cop is like my girlfriend because kids don't know what the fuck that means when they're seven like <laughs> it's her girlfriend great, dude yeah like yeah, you're fucking not gonna chill. Plant a seed with that scene yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah it didn't make any and it's like a tr it's like a weird pink troll thing like yeah give me a, it's not like it's like a fucking chick that's like my girlfriend it's it's, it's like so outside of the norm for people to freak out about, I don't know, Mormons are clearly very upset. Um, it sounds like Mormons in general really? have basically banned Netflix and Disney. Yeah, Dude, oh, this, yeah. Um, this movie is outlawed in multiple countries because of that. And then in other countries, they made them like cut the movie up to where that scene's not in it. Like in Russia. So fucking dumb to me. So yeah. fucking Wow. That's fucking stupid. Like, you can show your fucking tits on the weather in Russia, yeah. but you can't fucking talk about a girlfriend <laughs> in Russia. <laughs> the nephometer today reads. Right. <laughs> Just a <laughs> couple scenes I really liked in the movie. I thought the bridge scene was really good, where he has to, you know, like, use a spell to walk across, like, his imaginary bridge. And then, like, the rope falls off. And he just like kind of lets him keep going, <laughs> and he has yeah. like no idea. And he turns around, and he like almost falls. Dude, and that's like, how riding a bike is. Yeah, and he's like, like, "Dad, hold on to me." And he's like, <laughs> "Okay, you're good." And then and you turn around, and you're like, "Oh shit, you're not like yeah. holding on to me. Like, are you? I'm gonna fall." And then he's For like, me, "It was when I learned how to ride a bike. It was more like, you're not my dad. <laughs> Who are you?" <laughs> and he was like, "I needed that rope." And he's like, "Obviously, you didn't." Like. Yeah, it's it was like a, good, a cool like, character moment. 
Yeah, and like, you know, just like a, like a, what's the euphemism or whatever? I don't know. But being like, you know, if you believe in yourself, like you don't need, you don't need ropes to help, like, I guess like hold you, hold you back, like set yourself free. It was like yeah. one of those moments where it's like, yeah. believe in yourself, like believe in yourself and you can do more than you thought. And then, you know, and, yeah, the, um, also the dancing scene I thought was really cool. Cause like the way he was, you know, just like legs was like, yeah, I thought it was like a really cool way to like, that was the cool know. part of the, that was it the, showed cool like a the movie. Cool part of like communication, you know, of like. That's not know, just like, all talking. Yeah. That was the cool yeah. part of the movie. You know, they're carrying around this le- walk, this legs. Yeah. This legs but it's their dad. Around. But it, you knew it was a character and like you knew what those legs were thinking based off of just the body language. Right. Or like the character itself was self-aware. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. though it was just legs, it knew that like its kids were there. Yeah. The dancing scene was really cool. Because what would he look like? And he starts dancing and oh no, it was like a really cool scene. And then <laughs> I don't know why, but one of my favorite scenes was when he makes the Cheeto into a boat. <laughs> Oh, he like shoots it and it turns into yeah. a. And he's like, yeah. stop me. I immediately thought I was like, Nick would eat that. <laughs> and he no. told him, he's all, stop eating it. We only have so much boat. Yeah. I would definitely <laughs> not eat that. I'm not a Cheeto guy. If, if, if it was a Cheeto puff, which actually that one was, I would eat it, but I'm not a big fan of Cheetos. Just and a, go- Cheetos, yeah. a good kind of like four, four thing they did was. Every time, you know, they grab the staff, it, like, would give him a splinter. Like, ah, splinter. And, like, ah, splinter. And he's like, can't we sand this thing down? And he's like, no, it's a mythical staff. And then, like, later on in the movie, he he loses a a staff. And he's like, and he has a splinter in his thumb. And he uses a spell to make it big again. I thought that was, like, a really cool, like, kind of way to use that. No, it's a mythical staff. You can't sand it down. A thing that I don't like in movies... And again, I, I, it's funny because I find a way, I feel like, in every movie to just be like, this movie was shit because... And so this brings me back to I, maybe I'm that guy from Armageddon that's pointing out all the things that were wrong. But I don't like in movies where you got a guy that's a complete amateur, had no part of magic before the movie started. And then by the end, this dude is like using about 10 fucking spells and like completely balling out. Like, can he please show some type of like amateurism while he's doing it like why is he all of a sudden an absolute fucking pro and like we've been watching this movie for an hour and a half yeah but it was cool that he learned all those spells and at the end fight you know he uses all of them in conjunction to you know beat that dragon but i literally thought the same thing as i was like you know yeah like, you can't do the spell the that's for like, the most extreme like blah 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 and he just does it and you're like huh Right, like, for instance, when he's, like, shooting the sword into the dragon's stomach or whatever, and, like, that goes in flawlessly, if instead it, like, one, it would have created a funny moment if it just flew right by the dragon, right? Like, what if that just flies right by the dragon, and then he's like, oh, fuck, that was, I just missed. Like, one, it would have showed that he was still not polished, two, it would have created a funny moment, and three, then they would have been able to find a, like, you know, maybe bring that sword back and it hits him from the other side or some shit, you know, stuff like that would make it better. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I guess we can do uh, our end thoughts in grade because, you know, we'll have to talk about the feels, the end and everything. We can do that in our grade if you guys are down. Yeah, Yeah, well, last last thing is I like, because this kind of fits into the, the end anyway, so maybe I'll just give my grade after but the fact that his fucking brother at the beginning, like the cops are over there because he's like holding on to that ancient like <laughs> artifact, which ends up being very important at the end of the movie. Um, 
I just fucking thought that was great, but it also didn't really fit his character profile of this like kind of grungy uh listen to band and geeking out on that and now he's also like this like environmentalist or like historian that wants to like keep historic artifacts and that that was, those were kind of a conflict for me um but like yeah let's see in thoughts like i'm a big fan of uh i guess you can say like climactic good climactic endings these this did have a great ending i felt just like you guys are saying with the feels with uh essentially they're they bring their dad back they kill the dragon they bring their dad back and it turns out that um ultimately the main character of the movie found his um i guess sanctuary and his peace through his brother and that his brother was really the guy that he looked up to and not so much his his dad due to the fact that his dad wasn't around when he was a kid um and he basically gave that moment to his older brother um because he knew that his brother actually had moments with his dad and um, the time was yeah and the time was running out and you know that was his that was the choice so i mean ultimately it was great like pixar knows how to fucking end movies like yeah. any movie that they fucking do like they're great at ending movies for sure um so yeah i guess um do you guys want to talk about that prior to me giving my grade you want me to just fucking say it go for me right is that okay or, yeah like what nick said that ending like it got me like when what got me was when he kind of, you know, sat down and thought it was kind of over. And then he looks at his checklist and he's trying to, you know, figure out what he still has time left to do. And then yeah. he kind of looks back and thinks about, you know, what he's done. And then you see like him doing it with his brother. Like that got me. And I had a, like, when I like feel like I'm going to cry, I have to like start thinking about fast food or like something I'm hungry for. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, I love it. So yes. like I, so, I was like I was like thinking I was like raising canes like that sauce like that was so good the other week and I was oh, like I and dude what <laughs> fucked me up is so Beth is not really a movie crier occasionally you know but really not especially at the movies that scene happens and then the scene where he you know tells his brother he's like no you go talk to him and he's like what and he's like he's like you know he told him he's like I've already you know I have you like you know, you need to talk to him. Yeah. Dude, it so, got me and Beth leaned over to me and she's like, I'm about to like start crying. And, and I was like, like Fuck! I'm, like, I'm trying to hold it together here. I'm thinking about raising Kane's chicken. Like, I'm, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> right. And That's I literally, great, I started dude. like sweating, dude. Like, cause I was like holding all my emotion in, like thinking about how I feel about my brother and stuff. And, and then she said that to me and like I did not expect that out of her and I was just like and I started like tearing up a little bit and sweating and I felt so hot and all of a sudden I'm like why am I wearing a long sleeve <laughs> but yeah the, end, the ending great. ending really got me I really yeah, so, yeah I so, to, it. so to back up um, <laughs> the main character makes a list of the things he wants to do with his dad during that day and like he realizes the day is running short that he's not going to maybe be able he wanted to play catch wander there I drive wanted to have a laugh um, a couple of other things and like have a heart to heart and uh, I, th I think I said play catch so he makes this list and then he just starts crossing it off realizing he's not gonna be able to do those things with his dad and then he starts reminiscing back on basically being raised by his brother and it just totally shows that you know your your dad is who you make it kind of or who, your father figure never does not yeah. technically have to be your father and so then he goes back and he check marks that he did those things because he thinks back on the adventure they did. Like he did learn how to drive. His bro his dad was there, but like his brother was there <laughs> for it. Like he did play catch with his brother. 
And he's like, I did all these memories. It just wasn't with the person I thought it was supposed to be with, but it was with the person who ultimately like I wanted it to be with, I guess. And that's where he, at the end, you know, there's a time when only one of them basically gets to say hi to their actual dad when his whole body's there. And that's why he gives that moment to his older brother because his older brother needed closure because his older brother did not go into the hospital room when his dad was all hooked up to lines and tubes and stuff. And then his dad died. So he never got to say goodbye. And he's like, I never knew dad was never around. And he's like, you need this. Cause I already, like I already have you. And that's yeah. like, that's like where the movie started, started getting me too, because, you know, me and Brad have gone through the same thing where, you know, we had a dad as a kid who didn't like do the most stuff with us. And then after our parents, but when we were in high school, like, and it was just like so true for me. Like there were times when I thought my brother was like a total complete fuck up. And like, there was like times when I was like, I'm going to do everything opposite of what my brother does. Cause that's what I thought I needed to do. And like 100% the first time I learned how to drive was with my fucking brother in his 19, 2001 Honda Civic stick shift. I learned how to drive because of my brother, my parents didn't fucking teach me how to drive, you know? And like, my music is all because my brother, I wouldn't know who Blink-182 was if it wasn't for you, Brad. And like, and that was like where it got me. I was like, Oh shit. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh. And like me and Brad have had a, you know, roller coaster family and like relationship and like, but if anything ever comes down to it, I always have Brad for me. Like, it doesn't matter how much I piss him off. If I fucking need him, he'll, if I told you to come up here right now, I was like, Hey, you need to drive to Reno. I'm not doing good. You'd be like, okay, I'll be there in fucking GPS says an hour and a half. I'll be there in an hour. And so, and that's probably like, like might be the same way with you, Nick. Like you have an older brother and you know, you and Zach get along and stuff. So it just, this movie resonates a lot better with people that have siblings. Yeah. So Nick, want to do your score? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, with all that being said, um, I'm going to give this a solid 7.0, um, on my things of giving scores. Uh, and that's due to the fact that I will definitely probably watch it again. And maybe that'll make me change my grade on it. Like, I honestly thought the first time I saw Wally that it wasn't really that great of a movie. And then I watched it a couple more times and enjoyed it more and more as I watched it because I found little things through it. So maybe that's what I need to do with this movie as well. Um, but yeah, so I'll give it a seven. Um, and yeah, hopefully, uh, maybe even like a 7.0 plus, you know, something that I know will maybe increase in score as I watch it more and more. Room to grow. Right. Nice. You're not going to like it less from watching it. Right, exactly. Yeah, Brad, you want to go with it? Yeah. Um, Final thoughts and everything? Uh, no, dude, what you said was like so perfect to kind of. Yeah, Brad doesn't want to cry up. while he's uh, <laughs> while he's giving a score. But no, so he's thinking, really... he's thinking of raising canes. <laughs> it absolutely is right now. He's like, what would I get there? I honestly like throughout the movie, like kind of in my head, I kind of like have a score, and then it goes up or down. And throughout the movie, I was like, eh like it's good i like it you know like like any pixar movie to me is really good so i was like eight out of ten eight out of ten and then the ending i was just like oh my god and so i'm gonna give it an 8.5 god it it's really good but the, like thomas said like if you have brothers like this movie's gonna mean a lot more to you than if you don't and because of that like this movie like kind of has like a little special place in my heart that i'll always like and it's probably something i'll always enjoy rewatching really like strong recommend like thomas said i wish it had a little bit more oomph but i still think they did a really good job and they made a good movie so yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and I'll back you up with that. I give it an eight. Um, at the beginning of this podcast, and even talking about this movie more, I was like, "Fuck, I do, I do want to watch this again." And that ending was everything for me. That's the I rarely ever get that feeling in my throat when I see movies, <laughs> and I totally got it. And it was just like it, it hit way too close to home for me and Brad. That movie did. Like that's the movie that if me and Brad both watched, you'd be like, "Who's gonna cry first, pussy?" <laughs> so um yeah i i'm definitely gonna actually rewatch it again still wish it had more oomph but it gets like without that ending being like that it would be like a 6.5 honestly yeah, for me seven. but yeah but that just made i was so happy i saw that movie because of that and it made me just like happy and it brought out my freaking feels man it freaking brought them out and i was just like Ugh. God damn you, Pixar. God <laughs> brought, damn you. It brought out the feels, and it was just a cool third act with, like, the dragon and, you know, him using the spells and, like, everything. It was, like, it was like a, like, emotional, but still at the same time, like, fun to watch third act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, it just, it made me happy to have a brother, like, that I get to share, like, experiences with and stuff, you know? Yeah. So, it, it was, it was good. And I was just, like, thinking about like, all the shit that you and I have done and stuff, and, like, the things you've taught me and like and then I think of like teaching you how to play Dota, which is a video game. And like Brad <laughs> didn't know how to play any of that. And like I was fucking getting phone calls from him all the time, telling him what to do, yada yada yada. Now he's freaking teaching me the ways of, the, of that game. And it's just like I don't know. It's just cool to have um that like connection, I guess. And yeah, that I could talk about that, that ending too much, but it gets an eight from me. Really recommend it. If you have siblings, you should totally see it. And if you don't have siblings, you should also totally see it. Perfect. So, yeah. So, um, top three, ste- top three, step, top yeah, three, stepping away from the three. feeling section, bow, 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 um, bow. we're going to do our top three Pixar movies. Um, and I guess we'll just keep going in the same order. We'll have Nick go, then Brad go, then I'll end it. So let's all hit with our third one right now. Nick. Okay. Number three, uh, pretty easy decision, uh, making it into the top three. Um, and that is Incredibles. Um, Incredibles nice. was, mm. I was really so here's my thing with Incredibles is I feel like I would have enjoyed the Incredibles series even more even higher on my list if they would have been smart and released Incredibles 2 like after the such a great start like I don't know it didn't make sense like Incredibles 1 was so good and then they waited what nine years for Incredibles 2 to come out so that whole franchise could have been better in general which would have probably made it higher on my list but because they waited so long, I kind of lost interest, and the second one to me was not mm-hmm. nearly right. as good as the first. They basically waited so long that Incredibles to me was like a one and done movie. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. And they're like, "Oh, hey, this still exists." It's like I they're don't like, care Shit, anymore. That movie was really good, and I you're like, "Yeah, now. it was good." Ten years ago, <laughs> when I was fucking fourteen, I paid taxes yeah. now. Right, like, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, all right, Bradley, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is Up. Up is <laughs> really good movie that like this one we just reviewed really pulls on the heartstrings and big time i really enjoy and i like all the characters in it i love kevin it's a good movie (laughs) you cannot like up i don't think i've ever met anyone who didn't like up if you don't like up it's just because you're in a sad spot in your life and you don't want to watch a movie that makes you feel like the way the beginning makes you feel and i get that but other than that no up's awesome yeah up's a good movie yeah yeah um number four for me was 
Incredibles, but it's getting beaten by uh, my number three, which is Finding Nemo. Nice. I freaking love Finding Nemo. Very good. I, yes. And I don't know why. I just love the ending of Finding Nemo when he says goodbye to his son and says, be safe. And they swim off into the distance. Like, I just love that scene. And that, that scene, like, that movie is just, like, telling you, like, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Anything is possible. And, like, that that movie is a fucking journey to me. Like, the whole journey of getting, of trying to find Nemo, it, it's so good. And, you know, and the same thing, they kind of waited a while till they did Finding Dory. But, God damn it, Finding Nemo is just so good. Yep. Yeah, so I agree. Three. It's a good choice. Actually, Finding Nemo did not make my top three, which is um, scary because it's a good movie. Uh, number two for me is Up. Um, nice. Up, Up is is one of the best Pixar movies ever. Um, there's only one, in my opinion, that beats it, um, and that's probably because and, I, and I've, they're they're close. Like, if anything, this could be like a one B and a one A, but I guess that counts as two, right? So. Um, up is a is a ten out of ten for me movie. Um, there's not a lot of movies that reach that pinnacle. Um, so yeah, that's that's where it is for me. It's a great movie. Nice, Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love <Squirrel>. him, Doug. <laughs> squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. All right, <laughs> fucking great, dude. The cone of shame, <laughs> like all. All right. Um, so my number two is um, Toy Story three. So I wanted like. I want to do Toy Story, but Toy Story 3 is my favorite out of the Toy Story franchise. And like, yeah, the feels Toy Story 3 hits all the feels. And I that movie is just like the most enjoyable for me to rewatch. I like all the Toy Story movies, but I think Toy Story 3, I was like old enough to truly appreciate everything it does and says. And, and so, that scene where you think they're all gonna die. Oh is god, the dude! I fucking started like ever crying. Ever I was my like, entire life. And it's and weird because all... like you should know it's not gonna happen, but but they all the... hold hands. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god, the way they do it, you're like, no. <laughs> well, we can all agree that of all four Toy Stories, that Toy Story Four was the worst, right? Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. that was yeah. not like Toy Story <clears throat> One is probably my favorite, and it's probably like one, three, two, four, like in that order. But yeah, four is my same. least favorite. Critically, for sure, yeah. 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 I would say the Pixar movie I've watched the most, one of the ones I've watched the most, second most probably is the first Toy Story. First Toy I like Story. Toy Story franchise because just, you know, being with your best bud, Buzz, like always having a friend and like having your friends there for you. And that's why I liked in Toy Story 3 and like they think they're going to die and they just like hold hands and it's like, it's okay, I'm with my, I'm with my people. Like, like I'm looking uh, at this list, this Pixar list, and it's like, like I would say almost all of these movies are fucking phenomenal. Like mm-hmm. almost yeah. every single they can one. They all is make great. my top three depending on the day. Mm, the Good Dinosaur is, is 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 a rough spot. I didn't I didn't really fucking care for that movie at all. That Never movie was it, trash. So I haven't seen. It. Yeah, it's not it's not any good. And Inside Out to me is not a good movie. But all of the other ones are pretty good. Brave, I thought it was a bit annoying. But there's yeah, 17 other really good ones. I could do without. What's your yeah. What's your dark What's your dark horse Pixar movie Nick that you like really like but not good enough to make your top three? But you're just like oh, I think that's Finding Nemo. Like yeah. I, I Finding Nemo, I watched it a lot, but like I can't. I legitimately cannot watch Finding Nemo anymore. Like I've seen it that many times to where I'm like ugh. Like I the fucking octopus girl in the very beginning is my favorite person in the entire movie. <laughs> like they can make an entire movie about her, and I think I would fucking laugh at the whole thing. <laughs> 
especially when i do this yeah like and and it's got the most one-liners i think out of all of these that we still use today like my my like shauna all the time is like we walk in the tank is clean (gasps) the tank is clean you know it's like that that part she just fucking says that sometimes walking in and i'm just like that is so fucking funny like that part is so great so or uh, or he touched the butt. <laughs> right. Yeah. A lot of really like you can't really think of other one liners. I'm having fish fucking... tonight. Right. My friend back in the day sent me a text message and it was a emojis only, but it was a emoji of a little fish in a boat and then like spit like return 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 like going spaces <laughs> down and then it's like three other uh, sea sea critter emojis and then it says he touched the butt. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Like Finding Nemo is so fucking good, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good even in like like when they talk to like all the sardines or whatever the fish of the, like the school of fish and they're like where should we go and they're like oh go, go, go this way it's so fucking go that way. That's right, the yeah. freaking, when that's they the do the crying bank. face behind yeah, them <laughs> right yeah fucking so great when uh, so that definitely a good reason to be a dark horse there uh who who's, one that who i on? one that i use one that i use a lot is the from the teacher there's nothing to see here yes <laughs> so fucking great dude and they're like clownfish you should be funny and then he like isn't funny at all yeah dude fucking Come on, tell us a joke and you so, can't forget bruce for a clownfish he's not that funny. oh yeah Bummer. bruce yeah, right like bruce. the fucking Here's sharks in bruce movie. <laughs> yeah. fish are my, friends not food one of my friends that i played lacrosse with had a smile like him and literally didn't even know he was his nickname was bruce and i didn't even know his real name was gabe until like after a year of knowing <laughs> him. Love it. i was like what is bruce's first name actually like it's gabe and i was like nope it's bruce um so Thomas, you're number Thomas, two you're number two Number two for me is um, A Bug's Life. Ooh. I love huh. A Bug's Life. I have watched that more than any other Pixar movie. I uh, loved that as a kid. I don't know why. I just Gotta flint. love me some flick, huh? Yep. And uh, <laughs> I saw that on the uh, the list and I was like, dude, that's making it. And like, so being a ladybug automatically makes me a girl. <laughs> <laughs> That or that, like, you all look like tiny ants from here. And they're like, we are ants. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> pretty they, little you know, butterfly. <laughs> the, under, the underlying thing with that one where, like, you know, we're stronger than them. Like, you're strength yeah, standing kind of thing. Up. Standing up and, and all that. I, I just really liked that movie a lot. Yeah. Cool. Uh, number ones? Oh, man, mm-hmm. I'm pumped. I think I know Nick's number one. But Pretty yeah. easy for me to make a uh, pretty easy decision. I, like, look at the list, and I was like, well, I know what my number one is. Um, yep. And that is Monsters, Inc. Um, nice. Monsters, Inc. is fucking classic. I can, I can, it, that is a movie, unlike Finding Nemo, in which I literally can just turn on repeat. Like, I can literally have it on and just watch it end to end for 24-7 and never get bored or tired or irritated. Like, it's so fucking funny. You gotta love Boo and you gotta love Mike Wazowski. <laughs> yeah. Fucking classic. Um, and the whole the whole fucking ambience of 2319 and, like, people, ra- like, freaking the fuck out. It kind of reminds me of coronavirus, actually. Like, it's the same kind <laughs> we got of idea, right? We got 2019. Yeah. Right. Like, the, the <laughs> child could essentially be like coronavirus and how the world is treating it. It's it's so fucking relatable. But, yeah. Uh, my, favorite, yeah. my favorite character in that is number one. You forgot to file your paperwork. Yes. <laughs> Wazowski. I'm watching. Mike Wazowski. <laughs> I'm watching you, Wazowski. You forgot Always to do your paperwork. Yeah, yeah. So fucking great. That's a great one. And that, out of all the Pixar movies, in my opinion, was the most original screenplay. 
so good. Yeah, just the, like, the, the, the whole thing with like the doors, monsters, ink, right. and the doors, and how they get energy. And I was just like, that is that is awesome. Very good thought process. There. And thinking yeah. outside the box. Shout back to one of our older episodes, Doctor Sleep, when Nick was like, I just want to point out. The premise of this is basically like Monsters, Inc. Because <laughs> they're <laughs> stealing Yes, the like scare. screaming children. Right. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Like they had to make a fucking adult, like they had to make an adult movie on it after the kids loved it so much. And it's literally the same exact fucking thing. So uh, Monsters, Inc. was my like honorable. I had it starred like right there. But my number one is Finding Nemo. Everyone already kind of talked about it. So good enough i guess like one character we didn't talk about was crush so oh, crush yeah crush baby awesome. turtle <laughs> yeah baby turtle <laughs> i think the first of all like the... he's trying to tell me something i know it <laughs> <laughs> all right dudes you ready <laughs> huh. you're really cute Rogers. but i can't understand a word you're saying <laughs> yeah, finally was so good and like yeah. i love the fish tank fam in that movie they're so great when he has to go through the lava. Shark bait, ooh ha ha. Shark bait, ooh ha ha. Flo's a little crazy. <laughs> My favorite in the Fine Nemo is when they escape and the big puffer fish goes, Now nah, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what did I do? How did he get there? Yeah, that movie, easily. like, in that, like, God, any fucking Pixar movie pulls on your heartstrings. Like, they can't not do it. And that movie does it just like any I, other I think fish. we can all agree that Up pulls the most. Yeah. Especially in the beginning. Well, I guess yeah. Nemo does it pretty quick, too. All right, Tom Tom. What is uh, your number one? Number one was for me, uh, like Nick, where I looked at the list and I was like, oh, I know what number one is. Uh, mine is Wally. I love Wally. I watched that one way after it came out. And I was just like, this movie is fucking great. Wow. I, yeah, that movie's fucking I'm great. Wally. I love the robot. I love the whole premise. So like he's and like it's just so cute how he's still doing his job. That's that's what I liked. Still right, doing his like job. By himself. Com, com, yep, compacting trash, everyone's gone and you know, everyone left Earth and like, Earth, we go back to Earth. Like people are so fat and like they can't even walk anymore. Their bone structures changed and it's just like something that's kind of like realistic what's going on where like everyone's just technology and everything does everything for them. But I freaking love that movie and like how he collected all that stuff and kept it. And from st start to finish, that's easily my favorite Pixar movie. Hands down. Are we in the trust tree? Yep. Yeah. So I literally wrote down on my list. Remember when we did our top 10 of 2019 Nick's like, I haven't seen uh, once upon a time. Mm -hmm. I literally yep. wrote down, I haven't seen Wally, and I need to. So I'm going to watch it tonight. Oh, yeah, do it. It's it's fucking funny, dude. I, I felt bad making Eve. my list. Eve. Yeah, dude, Eve. fucking Eve's. Eve's fucking great. That's so cool yeah. to hear, though. I'm like so, I'm excited the, to watch the it. The cool thing about Wally is they really did such a great job at giving a robot facial expressions. Because they don't really talk, right? That, that whole do. movie, there's not a lot of talking. No, yeah, right, not, not really. Much. But yeah. it's just, yeah, and, like, giving the robot facial expressions, I heard that was, like, I read it a while ago, but, like, they were just very adamant that it was a robot and it needed to have human facial features, like, right. or expressions. 
Because that's that's really hard to give a robot, you know. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be like you know stiff face and just like it is what it is. But like he has those eyebrows, which made the whole thing. I freaking love that movie. I would not. Mind Do you know who makes great facial expressions as a robot? Who? Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> God damn it! Terminator Two, Judgment Day, top ten, right, Brad? Yes. Stop. <laughs> I think Brad's named half of his list already in this fucking show. We're going to, so by the end of this year, we're going to have Brad do his top 10. That'll be the episode. We're going to have to do a top, top 10 of all time. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely going to definitely gonna have to come up. Mm-hmm. And then we can, then Brad cannot say that anymore. So the town has to be on it. And I'm thinking Terminator <laughs> 2 Judgment Day will be on it for him as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, totally. Brad's like nervous, dude. Brad's like, I don't want to do this because then I can't say other movies are good. Total sidebar. Um, but speaking of like movies with brothers and stuff, um, Warrior. Oh God, dude. That movie brings out the feels of (laughs) pulling on the heartstrings. (laughs) Yeah, that movie is. It has Tom Hardy in it. Such a good freaking movie. Yeah. Um, I think that solidifies. Everything, yeah. Yeah, so read back over your list real quick. Uh, Nick, yours was... Uh, uh, you want incredible. me to say it for you? Oh, fucking go for it. Uh, <laughs> Shit. Uh, well, so Nick's was uh, number three, Incredibles. Number two, Up. And then number one, Monsters, Inc. For Thomas, number three was Finding Nemo. Number two was A Bug's Life. And then number one was Wally. And then for me, my number three was Up. My number two was Toy Story 3. And then my number one. He forgot. No, he doesn't was, even know what his number one is. It was Finding Nemo. Come on. He forgot. He definitely forgot. He's no, like, shit. It, I had it written on two different things. <laughs> but no, Finding Nemo. You could watch any Pixar movie and you'd be happy that you watched that. Does uh, Wally hit the heartstrings? Oh, yeah. Uh, God damn it. Doing it to me twice in one day. I'm gonna go watch it. I have Disney Plus. Actually, I, I don't. I don't remember if it does or not. I just to me, it doesn't. To... Doesn't really. But it's just such a goddamn. It might have movie. its moments. I just don't remember. I I haven't watched it like fully in a while. But it's just it's, such it's a, just cute. It's, a, it's very I was cute. Just gonna say that. Yes, it's a cute yeah. freaking movie, dude. It's so just so cute. Wally is just so cute, and it's like I want one. Right. <laughs> Nice. All right, let's wrap this thing up, guys. Great work today. Yeah, fun episode. Uh, what are we doing next week? Uh, Quiet Place Hunt? 2. Oh, it's really? The Hunt or Quiet Place? Oh, wait. It. Uh, oh, no, Bloodshot. You want to do The Hunt? Are we doing The Hunt or Bloodshot? I'd rather do The Hunt. You guys can choose whatever you want to up, do. Up to you, Nick. I'm totally... Yeah, um, I'm trying to it. just look at like honestly, like I told Shauna, I was when we saw the the trailer for Hunt, I was like, I want to fucking see that movie, and uh, she was like, I have no interest. March 11th um, is the Hunt. Okay, the Hunt had a 15 million dollar budget. What do you think Bloodshot had? Probably 150 70. million. <laughs> what is it? Uh, they don't. They don't. Sometimes they don't fucking say. Sometimes you have to fucking research this shit. <laughs> I don't know. The uh, 42 million. So three times the budget, probably three times worse of a movie. I think we should, uh, let's just say Bloodshot or The Hunt, and we'll check out the early reviews and then decide later on in the week. That's a very good idea. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. they both, right. you can have The Hunt the with one. fucking, yeah, like, right, we'll go for the better rated tomato version. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, I'm I'm worried. I'm a little worried about Bloodshot. Well, I'm we'll worried see, about but... both of them. <laughs> yes, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Again, with Onward being in March and not in not later on in the year, I think told us a lot about that it wasn't going to be the most perfect movie, and it actually yeah. wasn't. So, it scares me to see these other two. But we know <laughs> that The Quiet Place Two should be good. So, That's the week yes. after. That's yes. going to be a bang. Yes, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm cool. excited for that. I'm more leaning towards the hunt at this point, but I will probably watch the movies like you said, Nick. Yeah, same. The hunt. It's too. just Especially Cody. Cause... Cody really wants to watch Bloodshot because he likes Vin Diesel. Well, yeah, fuck, like... Bloodshot looks good. I mean, it doesn't look like it looks bad, but again, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what the ratings say, and we'll ultimately yep. we'll say right here that the the one that gets a better rating initially is the one we'll we'll record next. Don't week. fuck us, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I <laughs> uh, <laughs> love it. Should we do combined score of both audience and? Yes, like Ro- a, yeah, um, yeah. So the right. high, out of a, out of two hundred. Or should we just go straight audience? Or I mean, like I feel or like if I, one's I, like crazy difference. Like we'll just chat about we'll it. Kind of, yeah, we'll, we'll have chat. To, we'll play it by ear. It's gonna be one of those two. Yeah. <laughs> you you have my information. You guys can yeah. reach out. Yeah, I can definitely. You I know can where definitely to find reach me. out to you. Um, everyone, pray for me. Four more shifts. Almost done. Until then, I'm Optimus Prime. I send this message from Earth. We are here. We are waiting. <laughs> Alright, now we're ending. Yeah. Alright, guys. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. We're Movie Stalkers. Catch us next week. We'll be doing The Hunt or Bloodshot, depending on. Until then, I am Brad, Thomas, Nick. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week. Peace. Later, nerds. Self and the truth I fear, my heart is beating.